Sports, politics, life. Back Nine Development presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Online at backninedevelopment.com. Sometimes you just got to love it when a story doesn't make news. And that was the case midweek this week when Elon Musk and Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, failed to make news. And here's why. If you hadn't seen it over the last couple of weeks, there were all kinds of media outlets, most of them left-leaning, that don't like Elon Musk, that have been talking about Elon Musk and Apple Corporation and their imminent standoff, that this is going to be the clash of the titans, the world's richest man against the world's biggest, largest company. And oh my gosh, all hell was going to break loose. The story that was being reported by the New York Times first and then others that followed was simply this. Elon Musk is miffed that Apple CEO Tim Cook is threatening to drop Twitter from the App Store on iPhones. Okay, so here's how this works. If you're not on Twitter and you don't know, if you get an iPhone, there are apps that are attached to the thing. There's an App Store. You go to the Apple App Store and you can download any app for any company that you'd like. Twitter, obviously, is one of the most downloaded apps that's out there. So... This was really interesting because people were thinking Twitter was going to be dropped from the Apple App Store because Apple is in bed with the Chinese Communist Party in order to censor free speech in China. Elon Musk is talking about nothing but free speech. And again, these stories became negative about Musk, that, oh, he's a free speech warrior, but he wants to do business with Apple, which is accused of not being on the side of free speech because they have certain airdrop things on their iPhone that keep free speech from being disseminated in China. It's all very complicated and convoluted. But the bottom line was this. The story that they portrayed for two weeks was, this is the clash of the titans. This is the end of the world as we know it. This is the world's richest man and the world's largest company. And it's coming to a head and it's Armageddon. And there will be no way that these two can coexist because Apple is massive And Elon Musk has this incredible ego. They could never solve this problem. And this could be the end of Twitter, which is what everyone on the left was rooting for, was for Apple to drop Twitter from the App Store. Everybody on the left wants this. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, is a liberal. Elon Musk clearly, at the very least, leans right. And I think it's pretty obvious he's a a conservative in many, many ways. So we thought, well, the stage is set. For this standoff, this this richest man in the world who we all hate here at the New York Times and all these left-leaning, yeah, Tim Cook is going to save the day with Apple Corporation, and they're going to kick Twitter right off the App Store, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the end of Twitter. Oh, my God, they were so hoping for all of this. And they wanted it to be public, and they wanted the whole world to see it. And all they wanted was a great story, and they wanted to drag on for months and see what would happen, like the Trump getting kicked off Twitter story dragged on forever and ever and ever. And all the left-leaning media were so proud of Twitter for kicking Donald Trump off because we can't have the president of the United States on Twitter. He's in the wrong party. The whole thing is insane. These people are crazy. We know that they're nuts in the way they look at things. But this was a big one for them as they are for some reason, scared to death of Elon Musk, one man, terrified of him, they believed Apple was going to save the day. They're going to kick Twitter off. There's going to be no app on your iPhone. And my goodness, that will be tens of millions of people worldwide that would not be on Twitter. And Elon Musk's investment would fail and all those things. So what do you think happened? Because you probably don't know what happened because nobody's reporting what happened. Very quietly, two of the smartest men on the planet And I have repeatedly said on this podcast for two years, we don't have our best people in government. Our best people, you know, we've always hated these big corporations and, you know, they're evil and they look, they do lots of scummy things. I get it. I I understand. They do business in countries that are shady. I, I, I get it. But the really good successful leaders of these companies, the Tim Cooks and the Elon Musks have one thing in common. At their core, they're pragmatic. You can say the same thing about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is bombastic and flamboyant and iconic and all those things. But at his core, as he's run his businesses through his life, it's always been about a personal face-to-face meeting where he got together, solved a problem, and moved on, and they all made money. 
or he, you know, this Trump, I think a lot of his sensibilities came from going to the job site over decades of all the projects and things that he built. He'd wear a hard hat, go to the job site, talk to the workers, understand what was going on. And I think he knows people. I think Elon Musk has a little bit of that in him. I think Tim Cook has a different sensibility of that, the CEO of Apple. I think he's mostly around leftist, white-collar workers, but I think he knows the people that work for Apple and knows his consumers globally. That's a very important quality to have as a CEO and not just sit in your ivory tower and say, I'm the CEO of the largest company that has ever been on Earth. So we've got this crash course, a collision course of these titans, and this is going to be ugly, and this is going to be the end of it, and Elon Musk is in big trouble. And what happens? Elon Musk gets on his private jet very quietly Wednesday, and he flies to Cupertino, California, which is in Silicon Valley, at the massive world headquarters of Apple Corporation, and gets a personal tour of this incredible corporate facility that is all the left-leaning things you can imagine. It is a green space and botanical gardens and rocks and minerals and water features that are good for the environment and the atmosphere, all this stuff you could ever come up with. But it is also a remarkable headquarters for the world's largest corporation. And Elon Musk goes there and is the personal guest of Tim Cook as he gets a tour of the entire facility. And as they tour the facility, they're meeting apparently about the business at hand, and that is... Twitter being dropped from the App Store on Apple and iPhones? Apparently that part lasted about two minutes as they met face-to-face. And Tim Cook said, I wanted to tell you in person, these stories are wrong. Before we even discuss what's going to happen going forward with Apple and Twitter, these stories are wrong. It's made up. Okay, this is a left, a liberal person talking about the leftist press in this country. The stories are false. They're wrong. I have never considered dropping Twitter from the App Store or iPhones, and I never will. It is a successful app. It's a big part of the iPhone. We're happy to have you here. And there is no chance I'm dropping or doing anything to Twitter on any of the Apple products. You have my word. They shook hands. That part was over. Elon Musk said, we had a good conversation. That's it. We had a good conversation. It is amazing what happens when people communicate, when they meet face-to-face. Musk said, it's resolved. Very little reported story. We had a good conversation, and it's resolved. That's it. I'm sorry. There's nothing to see here. It's over. Elon Musk and Tim Cook shook hands and left as friends, which they should. They have more in common than not in common. Political leanings aside, they have more in common than not. And I I think they see in each other, you know, 90% similarities. And the other 10% is what? Political leanings and sexual preference? Big deal. That's <laughs> big deal. If you don't think for Elon Musk and Tim Cook that their companies are more important to them than, than their sexual preference or their, you know, political leanings and, you know, appearing in front of Congress and some of the things that they're forced to do, think again. Their companies are their babies. It's everything. And it reminds me a little bit of Wednesday's podcast where we talk about good things and good people and how it's so unusual and we shouldn't be propping these things up. We went through COVID. We changed a lot of protocols in the way we do things. There's too many Zoom calls in the world. There's too many impersonal things. People aren't at work. Elon Musk has been, what, what, what has his big deal been with Twitter? You're coming to work. Okay, there's no more sitting at home drinking smoothies on your keyboard in your kitchen. You're coming to work. You better plan on being here 50 or 60 or 70 hours a week. You're going to work hard if you're going to work here, and you're going to be here. So he doesn't even have to say this. I mean, I can see this. If I worked for Elon Musk, I could see this myself. What did he do? He went to work. He didn't set up a Zoom call with Tim Cook. He flew to Tim Cook and said, okay, the richest man in the world flew to the Apple campus and said, hey, what's up? I'm seeing these stories. What's the deal? And Tim Cook very quickly said, there is no deal. It ain't happening. Never considered it. Story's wrong. They had a wonderful day. They toured the campus. Everything is good. Wouldn't it be great if we got back to this? I'm going to bookend this at the end of the podcast. There will be the last story of the podcast today. We'll bookend this example versus an example of what's really wrong with the way we do things. Because this is how the world works. 
this will never change. No matter how much technology we have, no matter if Elon Musk is successful and someday we colonize Mars and are able to live there, or whatever happens going on throughout civilization after all of us are long gone, this will never be replaced. Face-to-face -face human interaction will never go away. It can't. It's the basis of our social structure. It's the basis of our power structure and business structure. You simply can't do business the way business needs to be done without meeting face-to-face -face with people. You can't do it. And I'm, I'm heartened by this. And I, I'll again reiterate that sometimes the best stories are the ones that are completely underreported that you never hear of. This is a great story. This should give you hope that as you follow the news, read the news, and see all the bad things going on in the world, that so much of it is crap, and so much of it is hype, and so much of it is just nothing. And Elon Musk is part of this. He's a, high, he's a human hype machine. There's no question he's a human hype machine. But when push comes to shove, when something really big is on the table, what does he do? He says, can I come see you? I want to speak with you in person. And it went apparently very well between Elon Musk and Apple. And why wouldn't Elon Musk and Apple and CEO Tim Cook want to find common ground and work together? What possible good could it do for either of those companies to feud? They're not particularly competitors at this point, although some people have said Elon Musk is working on a phone. If he does that, there will be an all-out feud with Apple. There's no question about it. If Elon Musk develops a phone, if there's a Tesla phone or something like that, if he does that and it becomes a threat to Apple, Apple will drop Twitter. The, the, you know, that will happen. Apple is having a very competitive business fight with Facebook, the Meta Corporation right now. They're crushing them. And Meta's stock is down 70% this year. Apple's killing them. Apple and Meta compete for ad space. They, they compete in a lot of ways that Apple and Twitter don't compete. But as they've been competitors, as Meta has branched out and started to do all these other things, other than just Facebook, Apple has targeted that corporation and said, no, we're, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that they don't become the new Apple, which is what giant companies do. And Apple is just crushing Zuckerberg and Meta. Their stock is down 70% this year. So I'm not saying these companies won't fight, that the Titans won't. But at this point, Elon Musk, doesn't really have any fight with Apple, and Apple doesn't have a fight with Twitter, and Twitter stays. And I just think it's great when people get together and problems are resolved sometimes in as little as two minutes. Wouldn't it be great if we had people running the country that were this pragmatic? The latest to make a Dem move, the best way to say it, a Democrat move, is Fed Chair Jerome Powell. The stock market went up big on Wednesday because Powell gave another speech. This guy talks and the markets go crazy. He needs to shut up. Okay, we need less Jerome Powell in our lives and, and, and more of, of just doing things. Jerome Powell is the Fed chair. He gives his speech and he says, we're going to start easing our rate increases. Some of them have been like three quarters of a percent. Apparently, beginning in December, the rate increase will be less. I think it's high enough now. There, there's signs everywhere that prices are coming down, that people just don't have the money. That inflation was there and people are just choosing not to spend right now. People are tightening what they're spending and that will assist with inflation greatly. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what the perfect interest rate is. I know they're too high right now. Long-term, if we want to have a good economy, they're too high, that they have to come back down. But the thought is they're going to keep raising them for now, but they're going to raise them less. So the fact that they're going to raise them less made the stock market jump. Again, the Fed chair says we're going to raise rates in December, and the stock market said, woo, you're not raising them as high as we thought. So the stock market goes crazy. But in his speech... Jerome Powell says the dumbest thing you could possibly say. And this is so Biden playbook. He's learning from these people on the job. He's learning from the Democrats. You say it, and the majority of media will pick up on it and run with it. And when you say this, you'll be patting the president on the back, all the Democrats on the back. You'll be assisting them when you say this quote. And Jerome Powell said, quote, nobody expected inflation to be this strong, unquote. Now, notice the Democrat playbook ploy of replacing the word bad with strong. When you think of strong, don't you think of something positive? When you think of bad, you think of negative. Nobody expected inflation to be this strong. Well, the quote should have been, nobody expected inflation to be this bad. That's what it is. And he said that. 
The problem is there's at least 100 conservative economists and Republican politicians on record over a year ago saying this money that the government is doling out is going to kill us. You cannot give away a trillion dollars in all these stimulus plans and print money and devalue the dollar and not have inflation in the United States. Everybody said it. I mean, it isn't that nobody thought this. Everybody said it. The economists that I would listen to, the conservative economists, Stephen Moore's, Larry Kudlow's, those are the ones on TV. But there are plenty others that you can read, really smart people with an understanding of how economics really work. Not, you know, puppet economics where you know, everything's on a puppet string and we just dance it around and woo, put this shiny little thing in front of them and give this to these people over there. That doesn't work. We know it doesn't work because we see countries all over the world where it doesn't work. For Fed Chairman Jerome Powell to say nobody expected inflation to be this strong is insane. He's clearly proven he's a Democrat. He's stolen from their playbook. They're running with that story everywhere. And now they're saying, see, Joe Biden couldn't have done anything about this. Even Fed Chair Jerome Powell says nobody saw this coming. The problem is hundreds of different economists and politicians said this was going to happen. Like the majority of people said this was going to happen because we have history on our side and we understand that these things are going to happen. What a shame when your Fed chairman becomes a politician. I liked this story on Wednesday. Peter Ducey of Fox News asked Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House, which has been on a rampage the last few weeks, talking about Twitter, investigating Twitter, perhaps having hearings about Twitter, perhaps trying to have oversight of Twitter and control of Twitter. They're very concerned that Twitter now is going to be filled with hate speech and mean people. Oh, what? This is their concern on the left now that Elon Musk owns it. They hate Twitter. Peter Ducey, awesome question, great question, asked her, when is the White House leaving Twitter? And she said, what? Well, why would we do that? And he said, well, you say every day here that you're monitoring it, you're considering action, you think it could be filled with hate speech and it's a dangerous place, why would the White House be part of this? <laughs> yes. Man, you got to love that. You just got to love that. Excellent question. Love it when I hear great questions. And that was a beauty. KKHI is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less. Title sponsor of KKHI, official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can get a free analysis and estimate by calling 816-799-0820. If you live in Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Window World can help you. They won the J.D. Power Award again for customer service this year. They win them all the time. Uh, my man, John Gillette, uses the J.D. Power Awards as doorstops all around the building. They, they prop doors open with their J.D. Power and Associate Awards. These are great American-made products at low prices with 0% interest still available. Windows, doors, siding, lifetime warranty. I've told you everything. Everything you need to know about Window World. Their service is great. Their products are made in America. They don't cost very much. They have a lifetime warranty. You save on your energy bills. It's all right there, one place. WindowsKansasCity.com or just go to WindowWorld.com and plug in your zip code and they'll get a hold of you and give you a free analysis and estimate for one window or 100 windows. Window World, simply the best for less. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, everybody is making the switch to Advantage. Online at AdvantageTPC.com. They are the best, and these are great people. Know who you're doing business with. Proud part of the KK list as well. You know, we're very proud to have created the KK list where you can go see a list of conservative businesses in and around our area. It's more than just the podcast advertisers. If you want to do business with somebody that is conservative, a great patriots, and you know what kind of service you're going to get and they're going to value you as a customer, go to thekklist.com. And shop there. See what those companies are. If you'd like to join the list, even if you're like a, an insurance sales rep or you have your own small company, if you'd like to join the list, go to thekklist.com, click on join the list, and let us know if you'd like to be part of the list. We will include you on there as a great conservative business where people can shop and find solutions like pest control. AdvantageTPC.com is the website. Call Advantage at 913 768-8989, basically anywhere within an hour of Kansas City, 
They will come to you. They love commercial projects as well. They do massive apartment complexes, warehouse buildings, office buildings. They do all kinds of big commercial jobs as well. There is no job too big or too small for Advantage, Termite, and Pest Control. You're going to love them. These are great people. 913-768-8989. And, of course, Fry Orthodontics, online at fryorthodontics.com, where your smile is just the start. Invisalign is a great option compared to braces, especially for some teenagers who don't really want to see be seen with braces or whatever. Fry Orthodontics is the only place where you're going to find Invisalign for the same price as braces. That's a big deal. There's 13 locations in our area, which means there's one very close. They will also do a lot of, more than happy to do a lot of uh, telehealth or video uh, conferences while you're going through the process. They can take a look at your teeth and stuff through the camera without going in. It saves you time, uh, saves you a lot of energy if you'd like. You can always visit the office, of course, but if you have a really strong time demand and can't make all the treatments going back to the Friar Orthodontics location, they'll help work with you to do it a different way as well. Get that beautiful smile for life at fryorthodontics.com, where your smile is just the start. The Democrats are changing the rules on how they're going to nominate their president. This isn't that big of a story, but I will give you an example why it's important to have on the podcast today. We know that it starts with the Iowa uh, caucuses and New Hampshire primary, or do I have that backwards? Iowa and New Hampshire are the first states that vote, right? And have forever in the presidential primaries. Democrats are meeting to change the rules and say these states are not reflective of the Democrat Party. We want to pick other states and start there. Okay, the Democrats can do whatever they want. Here's the warning for Republicans. They're better at this than we are. Right now, the big word on this, what everybody's talking about in Republican circles, we just got four and a half million more votes than they did in a midterm primary. And we're running around like the sky fell in and we lost everything. We got the House of Representatives. We won all kinds of down-ballot votes, lower-level competitions all over the country. We got four and a half more million votes for Congress than the Democrats did. And we're saying, okay, we blew it. We don't know how to do these elections. We need to rethink everything. We need to vote early. We need to mail it in. We need to drop them off. We need to do all that and not wait until the last day. Okay, there's some merit to that. The merit in that has nothing to do really with voting early. The merit in that is organizing at local levels and harvesting these votes. My mama always asked me what's ballot harvesting. Well, there's two ways to ballot harvest. One's basically illegal. You're just finding people, grabbing their ballots, filling them out for them and making sure they get in there and you pay them money. You knock on doors, did you get a ballot in the mail? Or can I send you a ballot in the mail? We'll come back and get it and we'll give you 20 bucks. That's illegal. But if you know where your high traffic areas are for conservatives or moderate Republicans, you go to those places and you get those people early ballots and you say, we'll make this easy for you. We'll help you with this. We'll drop it off for you. We can help you fill it out, mail it in. You go, maybe go to, here's a, here's a great example. Nursing homes. What do you figure the percentage of Republicans are in nursing homes? 80 some percent. We should be going from one nursing home to another to make sure that if there are 300, not more than that, if there are 400, let's say there's 200 rooms, apartments, whatever, in, a, in an older folks' home, senior apartments like where my mom is. That's not even a nursing home. She's in a senior apartment. We should be canvassing those areas, going to every single one of these senior apartment buildings in, for example, Johnson County, where we get killed. If we go to every one of them now in Johnson County, they all have a social director or someone and say, we're having an open house. We're going to be serving coffee and donuts. This is better than buying television advertising. You go in there and you get 200 people in the great room in front of you and you say, we're here to register you to vote and we'll help you. We'll get you a mail-in ballot. You don't have to leave here. We'll show you how to do it and we'll come back in a few weeks and make sure you filled it out right and let you mail it. If you go to those places and we start helping these people, I don't know how many people voted at my mom's place. Let's say 400 people live there. I'm going to guess a couple hundred voted and a couple hundred didn't. What if you get that number to 300 out of 400? And they're 80% Republicans. You're making a huge difference. So that's just one example. And we're talking about how we have to do this because it's what the Democrats do. And we know what the Democrats do. And they're really good at this. 
I'm not saying don't do some of the things that they've taught us to do. I'm saying we don't want to cheat. We don't want to pay people for their ballots and fill it out for them. I, I don't care what happens, how many elections we lose. We don't want to stoop to their level in that way and just start going door to door and offering people money for the ballot that they got in the mail. We don't want to do that. But there are ways to gather or harvest these ballots that they're showing us. They've shown the way. They're good at this. They're showing us the way. There are places where there are massive tranches of Republican votes in one small area. The biggest places I've just mentioned, churches, senior living facilities, nursing homes, massive percentages of conservative voters. We have to go find more of them. A lot of those people don't, it's not that they don't care. They don't, some don't have the capacity to do it or the will to do it because of their advanced age, but it's perfectly fine if me as a son went to my mom she has the capacity to do it. She went and drove her own car and voted. That's not an issue. But if she weren't, if she were in a position where it just wasn't that important to her anymore, if I said, Mom, your mail-in ballot is here, I'll help you fill it out and make sure that you vote. Well, what if we did that as a party? What if we found those people and helped them? You can make a huge difference. The reason I bring this up is if they're changing the rules about how they're going to nominate their president by eliminating Iowa and New Hampshire at the beginning and finding states that are more reflective of their party, the Republicans should be watching this because it seems to me the Democrats are better at all this stuff than the Republicans. And if they're better at this, we ought to be looking at this right now. And if they quickly pass this in the next month or two, we might want to think about doing that too for whatever reason. And maybe this isn't the election because if Biden runs, he's going to be the nominee. And if Trump runs, he's going to be the nominee. There's just more and more people saying right now that if that DeSantis may not run, that he's just out. He hasn't ruled it out or anything like that, but it's like we're not going to have this clash of these guys and, and drag the party through this. DeSantis is probably have to, has to have in his mind, either way, Trump's done. 2028 is sitting there for Ron DeSantis no matter what, and he's the massive front runner for 2028. There really is not much reason for him to run. Allowing Donald Trump to call him names and do all this stuff like he did to Marco Rubio and damage you is a bad idea. The more, the more we think about it, now that Trump is in, the more logic it makes, and Trump was probably one step ahead of everyone, the more it makes sense for Ron DeSantis to not run. As disappointing as that may be to many of you, it's true. Trump would destroy him in the primary. I don't mean in votes. I think DeSantis would have a chance of winning it, but he would belittle him and call him names, and it would just be the ugliest thing you ever saw. There is no point in that. Trump is done in four years, period. And by the way, if Trump gets the nomination, there is no reason he couldn't take Ron DeSantis as a running mate and set the thing up and say, here's our guy. Here he is. He's next. There's no reason. I don't know if DeSantis would do it. I'm not saying that's the greatest idea I've ever heard, but there's no reason they couldn't do it. So this probably isn't the year to worry about it, but the Republicans as they're rethinking how we're going to do elections going forward, they ought to be looking at the Democrats stepping out and saying, you know what, Iowa, New Hampshire, this is stupid. We're done with tradition, and we're going to do this what's better with our party. We should be watching that and paying attention. Also wanted to update on Sam Britton. Remember Sam Britton? They are the person. Is that, is that proper? They? Sam Britton is non-binary. Sam Britton was born male. Sam Britton is they, them. Sam Britton is the nuclear advisor to Joe Biden, the luggage thief that stole the $3,000 suitcase off the baggage carousel in Minneapolis, who is on Biden's nuclear advising team. Jeez, these stories are just the best. Uh, Sam Britton, you've seen in a dress and high heels with earrings on with the, what, the admiral that's the cross, not cross-dresser, gosh, you can't say that. The admiral that's transgender, Two biological males working for the government, one in a military capacity, one in a nuclear advising capacity, in dresses, wearing earrings, lipstick on, as women. You know the people I'm talking about, right? Sam Brinton, well, they are a piece of work. <laughs> How about this? A tip of my cap to a listener who put me onto this, and then I double-checked it, and it is absolutely true. Sam Britton, the cross... No, I can't say cross-dressing. Sam Britton, the non-binary, female-looking man. I don't know how to say it. 
I mean, there's at sometimes there's like a beard there, or a little stubble, or I don't know. But you get the lipstick and the earrings and the shaved head, and you, you get all of it. Sam Britton's the total package. Sam Britton may be the first person I've seen that actually is they them. Because there are days that they look like a girl and days that they look like a boy. So maybe that is right. Maybe Sam Britton is that person. Sam Britton is a proud graduate of Kansas State University. How about that one? Maybe with College Game Day on Saturday at the Big 12 title game, Sam Britton will be the celebrity guest picker. Wouldn't that be great? We know they have a really nice suitcase to fly to Dallas with. Sam Brinton, the best of Kansas State University. So proud. You know, Sam Brinton graduated from K-State with honors, went on to MIT, got that nuclear engineering degree, had a big job, went to work for the White House, and ruined their life by stealing luggage off a baggage carousel. Because, you know, that luggage is just so beautiful. You just can't make this stuff up, folks. You cannot make up the stories in the United States these days. You just can't do it. All right, speaking of uh, K-State, we want to give a shout-out to our great Manhattan sponsor, the Bluemont Hotel and Goolsby's Sports Bar, Restaurant, Indoor Entertainment Center. It's all in one place. It's your conference destination in Manhattan. More and more businesses are adding Manhattan to their conference list. The NBAF is there, the new bioscience facility. Industry is revving up. Department of Agriculture is relocating. University is upgrading and expanding. We have world-class golf, Aggieville redevelopment, downtown revitalization, all happening in the Little Apple right now. It is booming. And when you're there, the Blue Mountain Hotel is really your only option to stay if you want to stay someplace cool. You can stay at a cookie cutter. You can. It's not as cool. It's not as great a location. And it's just not as great an experience for your stay or especially your business conference. The Bluemont Hotel and Goolsby's. Go to Goolsby's and get one of those 30 beers or uh, carbonated beverages off the wall. It's pretty cool. They give you a card, you scan it, and you pour your own, whatever you'd like. Pretty neat thing. You're going to like it. The Bluemont Hotel is great for individual business travelers. They're just great at conferences, seminars, training events, and more. All kinds of space, beautiful oversized rooms, almost new hotel. It's just fantastic. Bluemont Hotel. Dot com. 360 Document Solutions. Maybe Mark Lindquist will stay at the Bluemont. He travels throughout the state of Kansas quite a bit, as do his people. 360 Document Solutions works with businesses all over Kansas and the western half of Missouri. If you'd like to get a free analysis of all your document technology and IT programs, it costs nothing. They'll review it all, see what you're spending, and help you save money. 360DocumentSolutions.com. 913 913- 745-5344 for 360documentsolutions.com. And my buddy Tim Cross. Tim, if you're listening today, sorry you're not feeling well. I know you came down with something over the last few days. Haven't spoken with him, but know that he's been a little under the weather, but he will get better. It has not halted any of the projects they're working on right now at Cross Kitchens. Family owned and operated in Belt, Missouri from a micro farm. These are cool salt of the earth people. Tim and Brittany are just incredible. Their little guy, Jed, is uh, living the good life with all those animals on the micro farm. <laughs> this is the people you want to have to do the work for you. Really, really, really great solid conservatives. And they would love to beautify your home, whether it's just countertop replacement or floor refinishing or a complete remodel. CrossKitchensKC.com. Tip of the cap to my friend, Gary Lezak. It is his last day at Channel 41. He is retiring from television news. He has started his own company. It's called Weather 2020. Gary Lezak does a lot of really interesting things. I had lunch with him a few weeks ago. He does forecasts for Formula One racing. Uh, Who knew? And I talked to Gary. It pays really well. (laughs) He does forecasts. Like if they're having a race in Brazil, beginning on Monday of race week, and for the next seven days, He does a specific, specialized, hour-by-hour weather forecast for all of the race teams, crew chiefs, and drivers, including what the temperature of the track will likely be on the tires. Because it varies day-to-day by how much sun there is. And this is amazing that he does that. So he does one every single day for them on race weeks. Gary's just a really interesting guy. He's a tremendous go-getter, energetic, 
He's raised millions of dollars for animal charities in Kansas City. He's a fun person to be around. He doesn't have very many bad days. He's a cancer survivor. He had bone cancer. And there were some bleak, dire days for Gary Lezak, and he just kicked it right in the teeth. This guy's a winner at his core. And we've been friends and colleagues for a long time, and we're going to have him on the podcast soon. And he's going to start his own podcast. And we met, and he asked me how to do it and what, what we're going to do. And he's going to add that to his list of things that he's going to be doing. That's pretty cool. Congratulations, Gary. Unbelievable on a great career. I will tell you this. You're leaving on your own terms. I did not get to leave on my own terms, which I had requested <laughs> for about a year prior to my uh, tenure ending. I had it all mapped out how I wanted to leave and move, and it was not um, was not executed. That's all I'll say. Gary executed his the way he wanted to do it. You are going to love the next chapter of your life. Gary and I are about the same age. He's going to love working for himself, and he's going to be very successful at it, and it's going to be great. Congratulations, Gary. You are awesome in so many ways. I got an email here from Michael Stewart. Remember, we had Michael Stewart on the podcast Friday. He wrote the book, The Hills Be Shaken. Many of you have not only checked it out, you've reached out to him to get the autograph copies. This is pretty cool. Michael says, Dear Kevin, I just wanted to take a minute to thank you again. The podcast episode was great. It's been a lot of fun sharing the link with friends, but also sharing it on social media platforms as a promotional tool. I've had folks reach out to me and say they heard me on the podcast. Really cool stuff. I've also seen an increase in sales since airing on the show on Friday. I can't thank you enough, not just for having me on, but for showing such great enthusiasm. I'm going to keep working and keep trying to build momentum. I'm not going to give up while there is still a chance. A chance at what? I don't really know, but I love this book, and I'm going to keep going. I'll wait and see, but regardless of the outcome, this has been an incredible adventure. Thank you so much. He then said nice things about yesterday's podcast, which I appreciate. Michael Stewart's book is available at Amazon. It is called The Hills Be Shaken, if you'd like to grab it. He was our guest on last Friday's podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that podcast, if you haven't heard it, he's an interesting guy. He's an engineer in Topeka that has written a, a, a thriller, a novel, about an engineer turned cop that becomes basically like, it's like a diehard movie, right? Except it's not a cop. It's an engineer. It's not an archaeologist like Indiana Jones becoming the hero. It's an engineer. It's a really interesting premise and a cool book. Check it out. It's called The Hills Be Shaken. It's a great read or a great gift this holiday season. You can get it at Amazon. The Hills Be Shaken by Michael Stewart. Also got an email from our friends at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC. They have a Good Samaritan Center gift card and toy drive going in Excelsior Springs. You can drop these off at the dealership at Roberts Robinson. Good Samaritan Center is awesome. They do great things for kids. They've been doing this for years. Um, new unopened toys are accepted, gift cards or cash in person benefit local area families through the Good Samaritan Center this holiday season. If you're looking for a great opportunity to give anonymously to those in need this holiday season, Good Samaritan Center gift card and toy drive runs through December 19th 1501 Kearney Road in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. It's the dealership showroom. Walk right in there and drop off your unopened toy, a gift card, or cash donations. Like if you wanted to give, if you wanted to give, let's say, $100, and maybe that's more. Maybe if you want to give 20 that's fine. If you want to give $100, a great way to do that would be five $20 gift cards. Because they can spread them out to different kids to go shopping for those kids. And it's, it's, just really cool. And Mike Robinson and his team at Roberts Robinson have done this for years and years. Long before I was affiliated with them, they were doing this. They've been doing great things in the community. And I've gotten to know them well, and they're good people. And Excelsior Springs isn't that big of a community, and it's not that close for a lot of you to go there. But you can always mail it. 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. You can find that address as well at robertsrobinson.com. The Good Samaritan Center's gift card and toy drive Donations accepted now through December 19th. Obviously, they're going to buy things with the gift cards and give them to kids. So they need five days before Christmas to do that. So it ends December 19th, but mail that in. If you get a chance next week on the podcast, we're going to be announcing our military charity this holiday season, and it's a good one. It's a good one, and it's somebody that I have known for years that I did not know. I've known them loosely, not close friends. I've known them for years, and they work for this organization now, and I did not know that. And I recently saw this person says, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, really? This is a couple months ago. I said, how would you like to be our military charity this year for the holidays? And it's pretty cool. 
This is a pretty neat thing you're going to want to hear about next week. We'll do that on the podcast next week. I'm just, I feel like giving. I'm sorry. It's December 1st. Dead gummit, I feel like giving. I just really do. And I can't wait to uh, share that with you next week. And we're going to have him on the podcast. So that'll be fun. I hope you're feeling giving too. And folks, 20 bucks goes a long way. Just anything can make a difference for so many people. So if you hear about these things we're talking about, I'd love for you to, you know, feel like you can help. If you'd like to be part of the toy or card drive for the Good Samaritan Center, again, you can drop that off at Roberts Robinson in Excelsior Springs or send it in the mail, 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. They would love it. They'd be honored if listeners of KKI mailed something in, sent them a gift card, or, you know, you could probably send cash in the mail. Just checks better. Right, old school. If you still have checks, great way to do it. Pretty cool stuff. On to sports. A 12-team playoff is coming to college football in 2024. So we have one more year of the four-team playoff, which we have this year, this year and next. Then the 12-team playoff starts. A little too late for Kansas State this year because they'd be in the 12-teamer. little too late. Sorry, Cats. Or at the very least, they'd be playing this week to get in it. Uh, that's pretty typical for K-State, to be honest. It's amazing how many times they've missed the title game or the playoff or the BCS or whatever because of a rule that then gets changed. This might be like the fourth time they have enacted a rules change, but it hasn't started yet that kept K-State out. They've had a lot of years where they were in the top 10 and didn't make it in any chance to win a title. And they're there again this year. They play TCU on Saturday. 12-team playoff starts. The holdup on this thing was the Pac-12, really the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl said, we're not doing anything that doesn't allow us to play at 4 o'clock on New Year's Day with our Rose Bowl. And the committee, which is everyone else in the world, every other conference and every other person said, you have no leverage. We'll tell you when you're playing your game. If you want to be part of this, you better sign the deal and we'll let you know when the Rose Bowl is played. We'll try to accommodate you and get you good slots, but no guarantees. And the Rose Bowl blinked. They had no leverage. The bowl, the bowl structure is dead. If you want to call the playoff games bowls, that's fine. You can keep the bowl committees in place. Obviously, you can make a whole bunch of different bowls playoff games. This format, again, these people screw this up every time. I'm not going to complain. I'll take a 12-team playoff. But honest to goodness, 8 or 16 is much better than 12. But that isn't what they wanted. The SEC is calling the shots here. What the SEC is assuming at this point in time is if we have 12 teams we're going to have at least one and maybe two SEC teams to get the first week off. They believe they're going to get in a spot where they have two of the top four. And those teams will sit out the first week while the others beat each other over the head and come up with four winners to play the four that just sat out. They're believing that the bye will be a good thing, that the rest will be good for those teams. They may be right. Don't make no bones about it. This is structured for the SEC. It is also a 12-team playoff instead of eight because they have their eyes on at least four teams. The SEC wants four teams of the 12 every year. They want 33% of this playoff field. They've made no bones about that, and that's why they set it up. If they, go to, if they have eight, they don't get the same percentage. If they go to 16, it becomes too hard. You have to win too many games, and they don't like that. They have stacked this for the SEC to win. Okay, whatever. It's expanded to 12. We'll take it. Again, I'm not going to complain. I just want you to know the. if you're wondering why there's going to be a 12-team confusing playoff, where four teams will sit out the first week and the others will play, this is why. It's for the good of the SEC, or at least so they think. We'll see how it plays out in time. I don't know. I'm happy with the expanded playoff. I'm absolutely good with it, and I think we're going to see some cool upsets in college football, and I think that will be great for the game. I mentioned it's December 1st. The calendar has turned. It is a big month for the Missouri Tigers in basketball. Mizzou is undefeated. They just keep rolling. They got Wichita State they beat this week. Missouri Tigers under Coach Gates in his first year, are undefeated. They are eighth in the nation in field goal percentage. They are fourth in the country in points scored. And the amazing part about this is, this is not some lucky hot streak of shooting. The Missouri Tigers are 172nd in the country in three-point percentage. That's very middle of the pack. So they're an average three-point shooting team but they're eighth in field goal percentage and fourth in points scored. We know how they're scoring. They're up and down and running. They're getting easy baskets at the rim. 
We see it over and over and over. He's done it. I mean, this was a heralded class. He brought in players right away. There was reason to believe Missouri was going to be good. And here's what I love about I don't very often get excited about anything college basketball before January. Until you start playing in league, I don't get very excited. Well, league has moved up now. For example, at the end of this month, Missouri plays Kentucky in the SEC, and I can't wait to see that game. But before that, they play Kansas a week from Saturday, and then they play Illinois. They've got Kansas, Illinois, and Kentucky in the month of December. So college basketball, the longest season of all college sports, the one that is the only sport really that's two semesters, has moved up. It's basically inching up a month into the area after, with the big matchups, after the college football championship games. So they're filling in with some amazing contests. Big month for Dennis Gates and the Missouri Tigers. Cannot wait to see those games. I seriously can't wait to see those games. Also want to thank the Finch Knife Company for being a great sponsor of KKHI. A wonderful holiday gift. Online at finchknifeco.com. They are world-class pocket knives. You're going to keep life from getting dull with a Finch knife. Kansas City born and bred. Finchknifeco.com. B-Stock, another great Kansas City company. In Olathe, Kansas, their warehouse. Sony Television sold at cost right now. Any Windows laptop, 8th or ninth generation processor also sold at cost. They have tons to choose from. Just go out there any day. There's a gazillion laptops under 500 bucks. Bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. And, of course, our friends at Amazing Garage Floors, online at AmazingGarageFloors.net. John and Heather were stars of the party on Tuesday night. Just really good, folks. And, boy, do they love America. Love these people. They're just wonderful people. And I'm so happy to be affiliated with this company. If you're considering a new garage floor, or sealing your driveway and sidewalk, Amazing Garage Floor would be honored to do the work for you. 913-901-7139. Guys, tell your wife this is what you want for Christmas. It's big. It's a big deal. But here's, here's the deal on this. Tell her, I want this for Christmas. And it'll probably be like four months before I get it. We'll wait a little bit till like March when the weather warms up a little bit and you get your garage floor. You know, maybe you can do it in four payments or something like that or save the money over four months to get it. If this is what you really want, guys, tell your wife, you got all this cool stuff in the house. This is what I want. I want this in my garage. Easy cleanup, looks great, cool place to hang out, amazinggaragefloors.net. That'd be, that'd be a great Christmas present. She'll do it for you, and it adds value to your house. It's not really spending money. Come on. Hey, we did a World Cup podcast yesterday with Danny Klinkscale as part of the patron podcasts at KKHI. Also a good Christmas idea. How about a KKHI patron membership for Christmas? It's only $60 a year. It's 5 bucks a month. $60 a year. You don't pay by the year. It's $5 a month. Quit any time. No contract. Become a patron this Christmas season. Unlock the World Cup podcast. Danny knows soccer inside and out. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're getting ready to watch the USA and Netherlands on Saturday morning, or if you saw what I saw in Christian Pulisic with what he did in that game with the gold scored, where he got a knee to the pelvis, and a shin to the gonads, you have a different respect for soccer players or at least this level of soccer and what they're willing to give up? I certainly do. I, I think that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen in soccer for me. I, you know, I respect the athletes. I respect the sport. I'm not a giant fan of it. It's a little slow for me. But when I saw him do what he did, amazing. That guy can play on my team at anything. I'll take him in my golf scramble even if he can't golf. I don't care. I'll take that guy. Uh, Polisic, I'll take him in a heartbeat. So we had a great podcast with Danny about that and more. We previewed the K-State TCU game, got his thoughts on that. The Chiefs-Bengals, big game like that. If you want to become a patron, when you do, you get every patron podcast we've ever done. You can go back through the archive and, and hear them all. So become a patron today. Go to kkasissues.com. It's better to do it on your computer than your phone. It's just easier on your laptop or your computer or your tablet. But you can do it on your phone. It's just harder. Go to kkasissues.com, and you'll see in the upper right-hand corner, it says become a patron, and you sign right up. It takes less than five minutes, and you can unlock that and get that great podcast with Danny yesterday. It was really, really, really good. And our final note bookends with our first note. If you recall, the podcast started today with the discussion of Elon Musk and Tim Cook meeting in person when it was reported there was this giant problem and standoff and that there was going to be this evil fight between the richest man in the world and the biggest company in the world. And the two pragmatic men 
got together in person, solved their differences or discussed the possible difference in about two minutes and then moved on to other stuff. That's how the world works. Well, the latest between the PGA Tour and Live Golf is Sergio Garcia now is blasting back at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods said Greg Norman, the CEO of Live Golf, needs to be fired for anything to be worked out here. Again, that's like the Pac-12 saying the Rose Bowl is going to be played at 4 o'clock on New Year's Day or we're not joining the playoff. You're not really in a position to call that shot. Greg Norman's in charge. You want to fire somebody, maybe Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, should be fired. He's not really in charge. It appears that Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy are driving the bus for the PGA Tour. Sergio has blasted back at Tiger and said, dude, you sound pathetic. There's bad guys on both sides here. And I'm with Sergio. And I was reading a story by a columnist that said Sergio's out of touch and a loser and all this stuff. I guess it's probably some Tiger sycophant. But look, if we look at the balance of power and the money and the structure of what's going on, the PGA Tour is in no position here of leverage. They don't have that. And Sergio's right. Sergio's saying, okay, you don't like Greg Norman. Well, we don't like people over there on the other side of the PGA Tour. And what they're doing and saying, let's sit down and negotiate it out, says Sergio. Well, how about that? How about Elon Musk moderates it? How about Elon Musk takes one day, says, I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I'm going to give you three hours in the morning. We're going to break for two or three hours so I can do some Tesla and Twitter work. And then I'll give you up to three hours in the afternoon. I'll sit with you chuckleheads for six hours and see if we can't pound through this thing. How about something like that? They need a moderator is what they need. They need to sit down and talk in person. And they could probably resolve this thing if they wanted to in a day. It can't be that hard. Sergio's right. Blasting back at Tiger Woods. Tiger sounded stupid. Fire the other guy and we'll get this thing resolved. No, that's not a solution. Sit down at a table and resolve. That is the theme of this episode of KKHI. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 